Kingdom Perspectives Part 1 What do you see? Many years ago now, I had a friend and they shared with me a vision that they had that really impacted their life more than just about anything else that they had received from the Lord at that time. And it was in regards to the relationship with God as Father, Provider. And at that time, there were many people who had difficulties relating to God as their Father. They could relate to Jesus as their Saviour, as their brother, as their Lord. They could relate to the Holy Spirit. But a lot of people had real difficulties relating to God as Father. Um, They felt that God as Father was this authority figure who was like, you know, the big policeman in the sky waiting to hit them with some big stick. And they did not want to approach um, that person. And so I still see that today in the body of Christ, that people will talk about Jesus, they'll talk about the Holy Spirit, but they don't really talk a lot about God as their father. Or if they do, it's not as a loving father. And often that is because of issues in childhood etc. So this friend of mine I remember shared that when they were praying and asking the Lord to teach them about their relationship with him as father and also about how that related to you know their faith within the kingdom of God they shared with me that they suddenly had a vision and the vision was the person was a small boy they were back in their childhood and they were standing on tiptoe and their face was pressed against this shop window and it was a sweet shop and they were just absolutely in awe of all the sweets that were laid out in this shop window. And there was all sorts of goodies that this wee boy just, he wanted them all. But he was very aware of the fact that in his wee pocket, he only had a couple of pennies, a couple of coins. And even as a small child, he he realised that wasn't going to get him anything in this window. And... He, he just felt this sort of uh, limitation of having only this coin and of, of his powerlessness, really. And then this friend of mine said, the Holy Spirit then spoke to him and said these words. Same amount of money in your pocket, but... Father God owns the store. And he said suddenly, even though there was 
no detail in the picture that had changed. It was completely the same. He was still looking um, at this shop uh, front filled with sweets, but it had completely changed. There was a paradigm shift with what the Holy Spirit had just said because no longer was it about how much money the wee boy had in his pocket. That was not what was going to determine what that wee boy could now receive. But it was about how much his father, Father God, was willing to share with him and to give him. And the Holy Spirit was telling him all he needed to do was ask his father. And so that picture that my friend shared with me, um, it changed the whole perspective there. And it was because all of a sudden, instead of it being somebody else's shop and the wee boy was totally powerless, all of a sudden it was his father who owned the shop. And all he had to do was ask, can I have that? Is that okay? And to approach his father knowing that he loved him. So looking at that from the the perspective that we are children of God, and I know it is a childish type of image, But it's just to keep it simple, Um, because a lot of people really do have problems with relating to God as their father. They really don't think that if they do ask him for something that is good, that he will give it to them. A lot of people doubt their relationship with God the Father based on their relationship as children on earth with people and perspective and your viewpoint can change absolutely everything yet the actual situation can be the same because you can get different people looking at the same situation but they take out of it completely different truths or not even truths, but just truth as they see it, not necessarily the truth. And it can change everything, for good or for bad. Um, It can make people encouraged, or it can make people discouraged. How they see things, their vision, their viewpoint, their perspective... And so we know as children of God that when we stand in the presence of God as his sons, as his daughters, we see or we should see life differently. And as a result of that, we should speak, we should act, we should think differently from a kingdom perspective. And the Bible's got all sorts of examples 
of this type of thing on perspective and how important it is. And we can think of the 12 Israelite leaders that are told to go in and spy out Canaan, the promised land. And it's like they're almost on a type of reconnaissance mission. You know, they're to go in there, bring back intel for the others to tell them, you know, what the land looks like and, you know, how they can then prepare to enter into it. But the thing is, they were all seeing the same things, the 12. They all saw the exact same things. They experienced the exact same things and they heard the exact same things. But when the 12 returned, 10, who were the vast majority, they described what they'd seen in very, very negative, fearful uh, terms. They said, yes, it's fruitful, but the enemies are giants. We're like small grasshoppers compared to them. And so we can't possibly attack them and go in there because they're far bigger, they're stronger than us, we'll be defeated, we'll be completely crushed and on and on it went. So they were just full of fear and they were sort of transmitting (laughs) uh, that fear to the people. But out of the 12 men who went in to spy out the promised land, there were Two men, the minority, a remnant, if you like, Joshua and Caleb, who came back with a completely different report. They said, the enemy has no protection and God is on our side and he's going in in front of us and we will have the enemy for lunch and we can take possession of this land. It was absolutely amazing that they all saw exactly the same things and yet they came to two completely different conclusions about what they experienced. So why was that? Why is that? Because that still happens today and especially with the last sort of 18 months Why did they have a different perspective on what they saw, Joshua and Caleb? Well, it tells us in Romans 8, verses 14 and 15, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. So basically Joshua and Caleb saw themselves as sons of a living, all-powerful God. A God who was and is faithful to fulfil his word. And it changed the whole way that they saw everything. 
I mean, they viewed Earth's circumstances from heaven's perspective, from kingdom viewpoint. And they took God at his word. They believed him. They had faith. And the hearts of the other ten leaders, they still harboured the viewpoint of where they'd been for years as slaves in Egypt. The way they looked at things was, oh, we've got to look out for ourselves here. I mean, we can't trust God to protect us. We saw how big those giants are. It's interesting when you actually look up the word perspective and its sort of definition and its roots. It comes from two Latin words, meaning see and through. So when we talk about seeing the world through someone else's eyes, we're talking about looking at life from their perspective, their viewpoint. Our viewpoint is always, 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 always going to come from our standpoint. Last week, a few of us climbed a hill. We didn't go to the very top. But if we had, then we'd have had such an amazing vantage point of the the place all around us and we'd be able to see much further than if we just stayed at the very bottom. And so we'll always see from the position that we're standing in. And God wants us to see from heaven's viewpoint, from heaven's perspective, which is a kingdom perspective. And that perspective is revealed in God's word. If our standing is that of sons and daughters of a loving and all-powerful God, then we're going to view life very differently. We'll have a kingdom perspective. And it's not airy-fairy, it's based on the words of God. It's based on fact. And we need to believe that. We need to have faith in God's word that he is who he says he is. He is our father. We're his children and we can approach him and not be fearful. He's a loving father. So our perspective can actually affect our whole attitude about the kingdom of God. And it can affect destinies too. Because the perspective of those ten spies affected the attitude of the whole of Israel. And it says that the whole nation started to grumble 
perspective determines attitude. Psychologists, behavioural psychologists know all about that. And we often hear about the importance of our attitude and sometimes when I've been praying about attitude, you know, I've had pictures of mountains and things because our attitude will also determine our altitude in the spirit in what we believe is possible. And it's the way we view life. It's what um, affects the way we think, believe, speak, pray and, and just live our lives on a daily basis right now. And in other words, our perspective, it's got a direct impact on not only our daily life, but our destiny. And the nation of Israel chose to take the viewpoint of the ten spies who were full of fear and sadly as a result of their unbelief because that's what fear brings, doubt and unbelief. It was the only time that Jesus could only do a few miracles because where he was, people saw him as... Joseph's son. They didn't believe who he said he was and so they doubted and the miracles were limited. And it wasn't because of Jesus's uh, lack of desire to perform them and to help people no, it was the atmosphere that's created by fear. It brings doubt, it brings unbelief, and it brings what uh, I was talking about a couple of weeks back, heavens that are like brass. It stops people from receiving answers to their prayers because... God's not going to answer a prayer that's spoken, but from the heart, it's just doubt, unbelief, grumbling, moaning, speaking the opposite afterwards. That's not going to be answered in the way the person wants it to be, because God responds to faith. It says that without faith, it's impossible possible to please God. So we'd be well to actually take God at his word and if we don't have faith then we need to study God's word, we need to read it, we need to hear it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God until we get to the place where we do have faith in what God says he can do, who he is and when we compare it to what we see happening in the world today, in our own lives, then we do not get into fear because that is a currency of the kingdom of darkness. That's how they can bring in all sorts of things legally, 
Satan is a legalist. And we cannot give that ground to him. And we don't have to. We really do not have to. God has given us everything we need. We're equipped for every single thing that God wants us to do in this earth. It's up to us whether we do it or not. And a lot of it's got to do with our perspective and what we see. So seeing from heaven's viewpoint also enabled David when he was only a teenager, to stand in front of Goliath with a slingshot and a stone. And it enabled Paul and Silas to sing praises to God from a dungeon. You just imagine that. David and a whole army is terrified of Goliath. And then Paul and Silas are in this dark, freezing, cold dungeon. And instead of starting to get into fear and speak about, oh, never get out of here, that's it then. They start to sing praises to God. (laughs) And it also enabled Caleb and Joshua to take cities and nations for God. In the promised land of Canaan in their old age. So age is not a barrier in the kingdom of God. Whether somebody is young like David was, he was a young shepherd boy when he took Goliath out. And he had actually five smooth stones. And what were the other four for? Well, it just so happened Goliath had four brothers. <laughs> so David was prepared, the Lord had prepared him behind the scenes for years for this event. But David was faithful and he knew that God was all powerful and he didn't get into fear or none of that would have happened. And neither did Paul and Silas. Neither did Caleb and Joshua. And that's what it takes in the days that we are living in. We cannot get into fear by the things that we hear and see and the propaganda that's flying about all over the place from the majority of people who have given in to spirit of fear, we can stand against it, even if we are a minority, and say, no, we are not accepting this. This is not what God's will is for our life, for our nation. And we can stand against it and decree what God says in the face of it all. Deep down, each of us know that we have a God-given purpose, uh, a destiny, if you like, that we're to fulfil while we're here on earth. Each one of us has our own promised land. So it's vital that we 
have a look at our perspective right now to see whether we're seeing from heaven's viewpoint, kingdom perspective, or whether we've allowed fear from those around us to creep in. Are we standing in the presence of God as his sons and daughters, as heirs of the kingdom? The Holy Spirit is highlighting this right here and right now. We must have a kingdom perspective. If we're going to impact the earth, our nations, for God's kingdom to come on earth, we must see it the way God sees it. We must believe it. We must speak it. We must walk in it. And we must act it out. Every place the sole of our foot treads upon, I have given you. That's what God said to Joshua. And he believed it. So, in the days we are living in, it's no good to just walk about in fear, wanting other people to sort things out for us and expect a good result. We need to have courage and we need to allow the Holy Spirit to test and even shake our perspective if it's like the ten spies had because the Lord wants us to enter in to our promised land he wants us to go in that journey but we need to have the kingdom perspective to be victorious And to do what God wants us to do as his sons and his daughters. And in Christ, we're fully equipped. In Christ, the enemy is under our feet. Jesus defeated him. And he translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. So we have everything we need right now, right here, to do God's will on earth, to see our families, our towns, our cities, our nations come back to Jesus Christ and we can see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.